Um, I'm sure you have a lot of questions of your own, but I'm going to be greedy and start with one or two from myself. Um, this is, I mean, we've seen a lot of documentaries about the refugee crisis. It's really, it's the story of our age, but we haven't seen one that is quite so expansive that covers it at such a, such a global level. The scope of your film is really quite vast. Did you always intend for it to be so kind of all-inclusive, or were you ever tempted to zero in on, on a more specific aspect of it? Because it's such an ambitious film. Well, um, <coughs> sorry, catch cold. <coughs> so it's nice to be here. Um, yeah, why is to be in such a scale? I think I grew up in uh, China. And mm -hmm. uh, why I grew up is during the Cultural Revolution, and the Chairman Mao always teaches us you have to have uh, the heart for the world, you know, to really to remember your motherland, but have the, the vision of the world. So. By 2015, I got my passport back. You know, I was no longer detained. So I come to the world. Three months later, I started this film. I I want to know what really happened in the in the global level. You know, I know uh, you know so many stories about the refugees in the news, in everywhere, and uh, television, social media. So I have to ask myself, if I make a film, what kind of film? Uh, I, I want to make. So that's the conclusion. I want to make it uh, with um, uh, a global understanding of what a refugee is really about. Mm. And uh, we, we, we tried, and uh, that's the result. And logistically, <coughs> it must have been quite an undertaking. I mean, did you, how did it begin as a project? Did you, did it start sort of piecemeal, or did you? Was it even I, was it intended to be a film from from the beginning, or did it grow from from that? I started uh, before I even can come out. By two thousand <laughs> early two thousand fifteen, we have a chance to send two of our studio um, personnel to Iraq. Mm -hmm. So when you see the film at the beginning, there's um, five standing figures like portrait. Mm -hmm. That's a project I did more or less like. A, Art project. We interviewed about 200 people, with uh, and also with uh, standing portraits. So later, I have a chance to come out, and uh, I really want to know to see how they get uh, to Les Walls, Grace, and I brought my son to there. And uh, that time, I didn't prepare to make a film. I just used my. It's kind of research trip. But when I see a boat uh, approach the seashore, so I started using my iPhone to, 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 it started like this. I never really prepared to make this film, but got involved. And then we immediately set up a research team and build a, several uh, camera crew, started to, to do shooting gradually. Uh, we did a lot of footage, 900 hours, mm. and uh, much more than we needed. Yeah. But How do you even <coughs> begin to, to edit that? How does the kind of narrative of, of the film take shape then from that mass of material? 
First, we have to really avoid to, to fall into a normal refugee film. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about a personal story, it's about a sad or, or a family. You know, we, we don't want to do a film like that. So we, we have uh, our language already designed. We need a longer shot, and uh, we need our image not too much um, panning or zooming out. You know, we just wanted to have a still shot. And we want the quality to be a bit higher and give a bit longer um, time for gaze at uh, whatever, the human or the, the scenery. And you're a presence in the film yourself, but you're quite a quite a restrained one, and you're, you're often very much kind of in the background or just observing. Was that the intention from the start, or would, mm. were you ever tempted to take a more kind of more of a storyteller role in the film? No, it's an, it's not intended to have myself in there. It's only later, at the very late stage, when the edi uh, editor Niels Anderson mm. who made the decision. I think uh, I will be lacking some, even less convincing if I'm not in there. Mm. Because it's really personal journey yeah. and it's really about my, my personal perspective. Yeah. So. I'm going to open it out to the audience <coughs> at this point. If you have a question, just raise your hand and we'll get a mic over to you. Yes, first the lady in the black jump in the center. Thank you. Ooh, um, I have now complete blind and black. <laughs> You've already touched upon it, but I was wondering what, when you started out to make this documentary, what did you see your role as? Was it something that you wanted to make to literally just document and just to show people a side of the world that, you know, you, you, haven't seen personally before, or was it you wanting to sort of make people think about that side of the world? Well, uh, besides um, making this documentary, I'm an artist. So I always have to think about the language and how, how I pre uh, present um, either concept or ideas. <clears throat> so this is like... Um, always practice uh, as an artist. And uh, for, for, the, for this documentary, uh, it's more like a personal journey. I, I, I joked about it's like, uh, you know, this, this uh, Belgium uh, children's book called the Ting Ding Ding Ding, mm -hmm. uh, how, how do you call this? When, uh, so it's kind of introduction of my personal wondering about uh, uh, the world, but uh, uh, it serves my my own need to understand and to learn from uh, my own journey because I know very little about refugee situation before I really touches uh, this uh, uh, camera, and it serves a purpose. Uh, it's not I wanted to, to make a artwork or a film, but rather to document. That's why we have so much footage. I interviewed 600 people and went to, you know, we far 
more than we needed for one film. So the approach is really uh, based on my own feeling and the then I, th I always believed if I, I deeply emotionally involved with my effort to control the language and uh, it can be presented and maybe other people can, can share some uh, ideas, so. Thank you. I did not expect Tintin to come up in a discussion of human. <laughs> um, do we have more questions? <coughs> yes, in the front here. Hello. Um, I wonder, all, um, a lot of the things that's talked about in the film is quite focused on um, how Europe has a responsibility to um, help refugees. And geograph geographically, that is probably, Europe is probably the most accessible place. But um, as a Chinese person, I am as well, I do wonder what role does China, China could play within this global, you know, face when we are facing this situation together. Um, I just want, wonder what your opinion on that is. Well, it's, uh, I mean, could play or should play. Um, China is a state which uh, has a lot of economic power now, but its human rights uh, uh, record still uh, not much developed uh, in past 30 years or, <clears throat> or even longer. So it also has a lot of internal uh, ref uh, refugees. It's just don't call it a refugee, but uh, you know what happens in the city today is all those migrants from poor area to to come to city like Beijing and build the whole city. But now they kicked out all those people just just one week or 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 a few days. They can let over 300,000 people leave the city uh, because they're all illegal. You know, they never give them any kind of status. Once they need, it, need them, they, they, they do all those dirty jobs, jobs nobody wants to do. And once they, they said, you just have to leave, we want the city become more beautiful. And uh, those people have to leave. So, of course, it's not being called Refugees, they call it a low-end, low-end crowd. So this is not only China. In many uh, undeveloped society, you know, there's no no law protects those people. And globally, I think China has more responsibility. I think it also. Um, be aware of that. They has been more uh, anticipated in global issues such as uh, environmental uh, issues, and they become an even leading force uh, in, in that topic. I mean, uh, you, you see 
only U.S. doesn't uh, sign the, the, the Paris uh, uh, how say, agreement or treaty. And also U.S. Uh, pulled out from uh, United Nations uh, refugee uh, attemptation to, to create some kind of platform. But the U.S. just clearly announced uh, so-called the U U.S. first, and, uh, and uh, it will solely decide its own refugee uh, program. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> yes, in the, in the front here. Hello. Um, observant, uh, open-minded, reactive, and an ability to communicate are, thing, are traits that every good artist has and that every politician really should have. Uh, do you think that if more artists were politicians and more politicians <laughs> were artists, that some of the world's problems might be served a little bit better? I still ask you to decide because politicians only can be decided by the people. So. If you think I'm more politician, I'll be very happy to give up my art. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that does actually remind me, I wanted to ask, um, I mean, you presumably started this film before we had, you know, this last year, this quite drastic and alarming kind of change to the right in Western politics. You know, you start this before Donald Trump was president, before we had Brexit, this new set of circumstances that has made the Western world much more hostile to refugees in, in many ways. Did that, did those kind of recent events kind of shift the angle of the film for you at all? No, I thought the, the West only shifting to uh, right is trying to promote my film. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's a, the film become much more relevant yeah. so after the film become, uh, yes, I mean, it's uh, what, uh, uh, you know, such effort, I, I really recognize yeah. that. <laughs> I'm glad we found a silver lining to that one. Uh, but more, more questions from the audience. Uh, other hand. Yes, sorry. Hi, uh, thank you for the wonderful film. Um, following the questions, um, we've been talking about artists and politicians, and apparently those problems in the films are in, in this wonderful film is like for politicians to solve, but also for everyone. Like, because you post so many questions in the film and I just wonder, like, do you have an answer in your mind? Because in the end, you somehow answered it, but in a higher level of the things. But do you think there's anything that uh, that's supposed to be done. I mean, now it's like Brexit and Trump and like this crazy world, but in, just in your mind, is there anything that should go somewhere? I, I, I don't Thank think uh, this is a, a question always being asked, and what can we do? And I think it's a very uh, essential question, a core question about what a citizen or individual can do in, in our life. And uh, you know, we, we live in this world, we are very much responsible for what we do and we show the world how we want the world to be. And this is simple, no other way to, 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 to create a society just by trust those politicians. 
I mean, the politicians, the more you listen to them and look at them, they're more, they look more untrustful. You know, it's just, uh, mm -hmm. it's just the nature of the politician. So where is the citizen? And where is the, the citizen in this so-called free world, a democratic world? You have, you have a so-called um, uh, judicial system. You have liberty. You have an independent uh, kind of press. So the situation can still getting so bad and uh, unthinkable. Many people just think this is, uh, uh, could be worse. But I think only because we give up our own rights, you know, we, we really can be much more powerful than, than, uh, than those politicians. You know, uh, they are there only because we allow them to be there. So this is very simple. So I think, uh, uh, as an artist, I'm always uh, uh, things, uh, to put it very simple, you know, to say, okay, if I don't act, if I don't make this film, how do I, uh, how do I answer those questions? And uh, how, how would I uh, explain to my son, he's only eight years old, you know, what I did when the moment I needed to do something. So it's, I think, all those so looks complicated Issues actually very simple. All those um, so-called crises are made by human. You know, uh, there's always reason behind those crises, and uh, we all know it's it's, it's uh, because because us because this lacking of our voice because we are not appeared in in this uh, crucial moment. Then since getting so bad, and it can getting even worse. More questions? Yes, uh, at the at the back there. We'll come to you next. Just just to follow on from that, you could see this is a really depressing film, but you featured an awful lot of people who were trying to do things. Um, they looked as if they were from loads of nationalities. Was it a conscious thing to, 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 if you like, look for the helpers? There were a lot of helpers as well as a lot of depressing things. Did you try to feature those, or did they, were they just kind of there in the background? What is the question? Um, I think to put another way, I mean, the, the balance of the people that you featured, um, you have, you feature some people who are quite proactive in, in determining that? Did you choose to spotlight those or, or were those the, the people who just happened to kind of come into view, as it were? You mean um, um, uh, Trying to take an active role in, you know, in, in the crisis, in trying to help. Well, I, it's very hard to, to answer this mm -hmm. because we have a lot of materials and uh, we, we try not we, we only know what kind of materials we don't want to put in the film. We don't want to become a, a news uh, reportage type of film. And we try to give a little bit longer shots and uh, you know, we try to focus on, on, on the larger issues. But at the same time, we don't want to give a clear opinion about uh, uh, what, uh, as, a, as a filmmaker, what my my stand uh, is for, so you know it's uh, it's uh, it's not uh, it's a lot of politics in the film. So I, I that's. 
Uh, the lady and the stripy jumper <coughs> at the front had a question. Um, first of all, thank you so much for your film. Um, it just taught me a lot about myself, and I saw a lot of my heritage in that film, and it was just very interesting to learn it about it. Um, my question was about the fact that a big theme in this seemed to be about uh, dialogue, conversation, empathy, integration, um, and how by losing that sense of humanity, we're, we're damaging our own societies if we become numb to these images. And sitting here watching this, I felt that the people in this room and people myself are kind of understanding of this, but it made me feel like this film really should be shown in community centres in Bradford, Hull, Tower Hamlets, Cornwall, Crawley, places where immigration is really affecting a lot of people and are the same places that voted for places like for things like Brexit, mm. um, where perhaps we're seeing the, the smallest amount of compassion and empathy and understanding. And I was wondering, as an artist, how do you deal with work like this kind of being celebrated at festivals or here at BAFTA, but maybe where it would be most important is in small community centres or schools where people don't understand that the reason why people are coming here are because of things that our country has done or or the struggles that people have gone through. Sorry, it's a very long-winded question. Great Sorry. question. Well, film is... Uh, <clears throat> well, film is uh, industry. I think uh, that's the first time I approach... Uh, to have this uh, feature film commercial, uh, mm. you know, in the commercial uh, market or theater. Uh, I made uh, maybe 20 documentary films, could be experimental or, or socially, politically engaged film, much stronger opinion or more, much more uh, on the edge uh, films. I put on internet, I don't, I don't you know, but uh, Ironically, the films on the internet, the more people watching than the theaters. Mm. So uh, this is my first uh, approach. I, th I think uh, I learned so much about uh, the, the system, you know, how the film being distributed, uh, how I have to promote the film. I already made uh, uh, 30 cities uh, to made about three, four hundred interviews, and uh, I'm still working. Uh, I think it reaches important audience, you know, the people who still love film and the people who want to, to see this kind of issue and topic. So it's, you, you get a, a strong sense of uh, people really anticipating and, uh, and, and, and discussion. But of course, we, we have a um, distributor who, who is very, um, uh, in U.S., uh, participant, uh, they, they work with uh, social uh, impact, and also in, in, in Britain, I see uh, social impact uh, uh, also being very strong, you know, uh, we work with uh, uh, helping refugees, those kind of NGOs, and uh, and the people working on the front line, and we, yeah, yes, we, we do uh, well showing universities, uh, and it's just trying to get um, more people to to more consciousness. And I'd hope we would see it 
being shown in schools eventually as a yes yes uh, as but to uh, educate from from the roots yeah up. but we have first we have to let the professionals to see it you know to yeah. let the voice out because the newspapers yeah. and start to talk about you know it's a, we got a very strong re uh, response on, on, on this skill yeah up at the back there I've got a very boring practical question. I know that Niels Pag Anderson cut the film, and I know that he used a similar sort of structure that he worked with Josh Oppenheimer's Act of Killing, where he had a couple of senior editors and some junior editors. And I just wondered if you could talk about the editing process and how long it took and how you found uh, it and how you got through those 800 hours. The editing, Editing process, uh, I'm very lucky. Uh, Nils is the first person uh, I approached, and, uh, and he, he loves this uh, possibility. And uh, even he decided not to do editing and uh, to write a book, but uh, when he noticed uh, we are doing this, and uh, then he decided to be involved. And he's a very experienced editor, and he loves the film. So, which uh, you know, on both way, I'm I'm quite a uh, amateur, and uh, so he organized the six uh, fine car cuts and the six rough cuts. You know, so we have a big team, twelve people uh, working uh, with his uh, his leading. So, but at the uh, from the beginning to the end, uh, Nils and me just talking. We keep talking about uh, not editing, but uh, uh, or understanding of film or this film and what we want this film to 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 become, and also and world world politics. We share a lot of things in common. We never really have. Uh, Argument. There's not. There's no back and forth. Editing. Uh, basically, um, everything uh, is very much in uh, very smooth. Uh, and uh, I spend. Uh, I calculated uh, seven hundred hours in post production. And so that means. Besides discussion with him, I, I'm also um, worked on sound, music, and uh, and the color. You know, every frame by frame. So. I swear this is unrelated to the alarm we just had there, but we only have time for one more question. Um, yes, yeah, so make it a good one. Who uh, who do we have? <coughs> um, yes, sorry, in front here. Good evening. Um, what an incredible, incredible journey you've been um, on. Um, there are plenty of moments in the film that um, feel very intimate as they are also extremely universal. And I was wondering if you would agree to share um, which moment um, in the film, or perhaps the moment that did not make it to the final edit, was the most significant or the most impactful to your personal journey? Well, I, <clears throat> this, as we said, 900 hours of footage. 
from uh, uh, follow any direction we can editing a few films. Some are very personal stories, uh, more tragic, and uh, some are more romantic or, or you know, uh, it's a lot of uh, passion. So we, what we see is what we see. The film is the final. final result, but we're still editing now. Uh, and we're trying to come out some different uh, uh, story and different lines because it's such a waste. And, and also we are we're preparing for uh, kind of interviews. We have a six, 600 interviews, so it covers a large, large area about this this topic. So we're trying to think of different kind of forms in, in dealing with, uh, in relate to visual image, but in, uh, as personal stories, this is too many. It's very hard for me to just pick up one to, you know, it's, uh, I think it's every uh, story is heartbreaking and it's, uh, it's, it's just too many of this. It really is a monumental feat um, and I can't wait to see what other stories you, you bring out of this incredible mass of, of footage you've found. Ai Weiwei, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you all for coming.